Today is Tuesday, December 13, 2016. And last night, Mike came over to review the temporary custody agreement. I think that's what it's called. The temporary orders for custody. And um, I printed out all the pages for him to see. It's 22 pages. And I printed them all out and put them on the kitchen table with a pen. And he came over last night around 8 p.m. and sat down and reviewed each page. And he was really quiet while he was reading. He didn't give away much on a poker face <laughs> as to how he was feeling. I saw him shake his head a couple times, but I don't know why. Anyway, he he read it. I guess it took him about, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes. He went through it all. And um, he only marked up one page uh, that he said were factual errors about the car he was driving or something. I don't know. It's, he said there's a mistake in there, so I'll have to go look at it today. I haven't looked at his edits yet. But he was pretty quiet about it. And after he was done, he said, well, you know, this is just a lot of standard shit. It's just all standard stuff. And he said, just have your lawyer send it to my lawyer. And then he said, I'll sit down and talk to my lawyer about it. I don't understand everything. And he said, I don't, like me, he said, I don't understand why we have to do this even-numbered years and odd-numbered years type thing for holidays and visitation and stuff. And and I said, yeah, I don't, I don't really like that either. You know, I would just like to keep going the way we've, we've been going. You know, for the last several Christmas Eves and Christmas Days, since we've been separated, we've both seen the children on both days, and we've spent both of those days together with our children. It's been fine. Now, I guess if we start involving significant others in the picture, uh, things could get a little weird or whatever. But, and I, I told him that the, the lawyer told me we have to have this in place so that if there's ever doubt or a question or a disagreement or anything, that we have something to fall back on, you know but that we could pretty much do whatever we wanted on whatever holiday as long as we agreed. And, you know, what, what I like is us being with our kids on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and the 4th of July and Easter and Thanksgiving, and that's pretty much how we've always done it. I don't see any need to change that. Um, I don't want to be without my kids on those holidays, and neither does Mike, and I don't want him to not be with the kids on those holidays. That would be awful. They should have both of their parents whenever possible. And he and I have worked hard to make that happen. So uh, what I envision, honestly, is Mike and me both being involved in the kids on every holiday for forever. I mean, it, you know, as long as they're living in the same town or living in the same area or whether our kids are married and have families of their own. I mean, I I want Mike and I both to be as involved with them on holidays as we possibly can be, as much as they'll allow us. Everything goes so fast. You know, they could be married and moved away to 
some faraway place. My son always says he's moving out of Texas. I hope that he doesn't do that, but what does he know? He's only 14. He's, he's young. But um, I'm glad that things stayed very chill last night. Mike read the paperwork, didn't have a whole lot to say. Um, in fact, it was almost frightening how little he had to say about what was in there. I really was wanting kind of his feedback and to understand, you know, um, how he felt about it. But at least he knows exactly what's in there. And by the time my lawyer sends it to his lawyer and his lawyer sends it to him, he'll already be very familiar with everything that's in there. So there's no surprises. I was worried last night could go wrong. Um, I think one of the reasons it went okay was because he wasn't drinking. I had a glass of wine uh, while he was there, I was off doing my own thing. But because um, there have been times in the past where when he's drinking, um, it, he becomes pretty combative. So part of this reflection, I look back on the things that happened. Um, and I, I remember some of the bad things that happened because, you know, I, I want to remember why we are divorcing and... In the past, there have been two occasions where I have had to call 911 for help. One time was when our daughter was very little. She was, I don't know, maybe four or five months old. And we were in Illinois, actually. And we were staying with his parents. And um, we were driving in the car it was we were he was driving and I was in the passenger seat and our daughter was in her car seat in the back and we began arguing over something I I wish I could remember what the argument was about I can't maybe Mike can but we began arguing in the car and he was getting more and more mad and was driving faster and faster. You know, I think looking back, I think it, we were fighting because I wanted to leave. We were there visiting and I was having a miserable time. Um, Mike's mother and I have never gotten along well. And I feel like I have been treated unfairly by her from the start. I don't know. She may have the same thing to say about me. I, I, I don't know, but she's never been supportive of our marriage. Anyway, I think we were fighting because I wanted to leave and we went for a drive and we were arguing about it and he was driving faster and faster and started to drive very recklessly over 100 miles an hour with me and the baby in the car and we were on these backcountry roads and he was yelling and acting like a crazy person driving and was absolutely terrifying me and he refused to slow down and I told him slow down you're going to kill us please stop and you know I was crying and it was it was terrifying I thought oh my god he is going to kill us like on purpose he's going to run us off the road and hurt us and I said if you don't slow down if you don't stop driving like this I'm going to call for help I said I'm going to call 911 and he was like go for it, whatever, go for it. And so I did. I called 911 and I said, I need help. I'm, we're, I need, I need somebody to talk to my husband or deal with, I said, we're driving. I did not know what road we were on. And I said, I feel like the baby and I are in danger and I need help. And 
At that point, he had turned the car around and was racing back towards his parents' house, I guess to get off the road so that he wouldn't get in trouble. But I felt completely out of control of the situation. I felt like he was going to slam us into something or off the road or flip the car. It was terrifying. And we had our little baby girl in the car. It was very upsetting. And we, he drove like crazy back to his parents' house and got us there and got out of the car. And we never did see the police. We never did engage with the police further. I don't, I can't remember what happened. That was probably, gosh, if our daughter, it was probably 1999. So this is, we're talking a, many years ago. And then the other time I had to call 911 was when we were living in our big house in Round Rock. And Tori was little. I'm sure she wouldn't remember this. And my son was a toddler because I was holding him in my arms. And Mike and I began fighting. And I was upstairs in my bedroom. And um, I locked my door with the two kids in there and I just wanted him to leave us alone. He had been drinking and he was belligerent and shouting and I, I cannot remember what the fight was about. I, I wish that I could because I would really love to reflect on what would have gotten us that angry, but we were fighting over something. I don't I don't know what it was. Maybe I didn't want him to go somewhere. Maybe it was about him traveling with other women. Maybe I was mad he was working in the garage too long. I mean, there's any number of things. And um, so I locked myself in the bedroom, and he just kept beating on the door and said he was going to break the door down. So I opened the door so that didn't happen. And um, he came in, and he was literally screaming in my face, like his face next to my face screaming. And I have my daughter at my side with my arm around her, and she's upset, and I'm holding my son in my arms, he was not a year old, or maybe he was one, and Mike was screaming in my face, and it was terrifying, and I, and I was scared of him, and I told him that if he didn't stop screaming, and he didn't get out of my face and get out of my room, that I was going to call the police, and, you know, he did want, no, you're not, no, you're not, you're, you're going to, you're going to ruin my job, you're going to make me lose my job, and I said, please, leave us alone, leave me and the children alone you know, stop screaming. It, it, and I was crying and the kids were crying. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. So I walked over to the phone and I said, I am calling 911 because he, I was so scared and he seemed to be so out of control. And I called the police and I said, my husband is out of control. And they said, is he drinking? And I said, yes. They said, are there weapons in the house? And I said, yes. How many? I don't know. We have loaded guns here and there. And I said, he's screaming in my face. He's been drinking. He's angry. I'm scared. And they um, told me to try to leave and get away from the house if I could. And they were sending the police. So I got out of the house. I, well, when I started calling 911, when I was actually on the phone with the police, Mike got in his car and left because he knew he would be arrested immediately acting like that. He was out of control, shouting and red-faced, and um, he left in his car. And so I grabbed an overnight bag, my toothbrush, 
and scooped up the kids and put them in my truck and I drove to the Marriott in Round Rock and the kids and I checked in and I had told the desk clerk that no one was to know that I was there and that my name was not to be given out and that it was a matter of protection and I didn't want anyone to know I was there and he said no problem got it and so the kids and I spent the night in the Marriott and it was one of the saddest nights of my life I don't know what the kids remember I doubt they remember this at all but it was very upsetting. I remember putting them to bed and going in the bathroom and crying because I could not believe that I was in this situation. I couldn't believe it. This was the kind of stuff I, I read about or heard about. This doesn't happen to me. I couldn't believe it. You know, and I've got a pretty bad temper of my own. And there, and my friends would tell you that, that I have a temper. I do. I'm, I'm quick to get mad. I'll shoot from the hip for sure. But I was, I was ill-equipped to deal with someone who was behaving like this. And it, it was very scary. So what I did not know was that while I was gone at the Marriott, the Round Rock police, of course, doing their jobs, um, came to our house and went through the entire house. They went through all the bedrooms, they went through the closets, they went, they walked through every room of the house <clears throat> because two of my neighbors told me later, uh, actually they were texting me, you know, the, the police are at your house uh, or the police were at your house. They went through the whole entire house. Of course they had to. They were getting a domestic violence call and, and they had a woman reporting a drunk man that had weapons there. So they had, they had to go through the house. They were doing their job, but it was very weird to think that police walked through my bedroom and walked through Mike's room and the house and the garage and that they were in there. Um, but the house was left wide open with all the lights on and the door open, so they came in. And frankly, I'm glad they did because they had to do their jobs. They had to check on the welfare. So I guess at some point that evening, Mike returned um, and the kids and I went back later the next day, but I look back and I think, you know, I, I can't believe that it came to that. I cannot believe that I was in that situation. And, and honestly, I can't believe we stayed married for so many years after that. Mike and I have been married 18 years. We've been together for 20. And, um, so that's what I remember.